Yeah. Yeah. So Hello. Watch me whip. Now watch me nay nay. Yeah. Watch me whip. Yeah. Whip. Watch me nay nay. How are you, Jake? I'm good. It's um, good being here in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's nice nice hanging out, you know, nice to you know, nice to get some face t- we can use corporate speak with each other. It's nice to get some FaceTime. You know, yeah. we spend a lot of time on Zoom and on Slack and uh, on all the apps are fucking uh, we spend a lot of time on Boobble. And yeah, uh, and um and and and, and uh, and rundown and rundown. We spend a lot, so much time on rundown that it's nice, you know. Rundown with a W. Mm-hmm. Rundown R N D W N. It's nice to be able to hang out. We spend a lot of time on Flirk, and uh, and that's on and that's yeah. On send me a chirp on Flirk yeah, later this afternoon. Give yeah. me a rundown, I and I can yeah. I we can, can meet on rundown and give me a chirp on the Flirk dot, and then we can. Yeah, you've just seemed kind of aloof on Flirk lately. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you wanted to chirp about it later. <laughs> Can we uh, circle back on the chirp? <laughs> circle back on the email. We could we can chat about it on chirp, or we can set up a meeting on Flirk, or or maybe we can have a little rundown on the yeah, just a little rendezvous for the Flirk on chirp the, on, on the, the rundown on the face station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I thought I had something that I wanted to talk about on here, but then I realized it's my show. We don't have to talk it about anything. Show. Yeah, it's our you know, show. we don't have to have any sort of interesting conversations. We're no, not obliged no. to be captivating or entertaining. We're not the ones who have to listen to it. Yeah, right, right, that. right. I don't even have to really edit this stuff, <laughs> especially yeah. when we do it in person. <laughs> it's like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Um, I like people tell me, though, did you do anything different to the audio? And it's like, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, it sounds great. And I'm like, I think maybe you just listened to it. I don't. I like to think that some people listen to this on ham radios because they're like, oh, the audio sounds great. I'm like, all right, all right. I did bass boost Thomas a little bit. Uh, yeah, because sometimes you talk you, when we do the remote episodes. I've noticed that sometimes you'll you'll do this. You're like, yeah, I went to the store the other day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like having I don't like having it in my face. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you're okay. you're so straight that you don't like anything having to anything too close to your mouth. Yeah, yeah. That's why I uh, eat through a feeding tube. Dude, that you fucking. I was cracking up. I saw your grimace post, and then I, I re- remember that, like, right before we walked out of the gas station, um, we walked to go to the gas station. You turned towards everybody, and you were like, she had a grimace that I couldn't shake. And then you just said it. You just walked out the front door. Like, you declared it like a king. It was just like I've been working it in my head for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, I had a longer joke, and I was like, it's not that funny. It's just a seasonal drink. Yeah. At at McDonald's, yeah, yeah. so you need to have something like that's a, like keep it brief mm-hmm. and don't try and make it too funny. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I like I saw the post and I was like, that's funny, and then it like the memory popped into my head that you were like, you want anything from the gas station, Eden? And she was like, oh, chips. And then we were like walking out. And you just like turned towards me in a hurry. <laughs> you were like. She had her face had a grimace I couldn't shake. All right, <laughs> like you just had to get it out. Like, yeah, like so it really I spend a lot of my day just, <laughs> you know, I don't even send it out sometimes. But I'm like, this needs to be one sentence. It's like, you ever watch? This needs to be more concise. You know, old live concerts where jazz musicians, the horn player, he's like bending to get the note out, and he, you know, that like he's not putting on airs. He has to get that shit out of there. Like he's got like, like he's got a, his body has to produce these facial contortions and he has to move his body in a certain way to get the note out. You're kind of like a jazz musician, but with that type of stuff, you just kind of have to, it's, you don't have control over when the music like, takes It's like jazz, over. but for being lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For having brain damage, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just like when I want to create like a vibe shift, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We'll be sitting in the car and you'll look me dead in the eyes while we're doing a hundred down the freeway and you'll go, Ronald McDonald really be having that dumpy. And then I'm like, yeah, he he do. And then you're like, I oh, sorry, I just you know I had to get that out. It's just when the muse takes over Thomas's mind, he's such a creative, yeah. sharp shooter that he it has to, <laughs> it just has to come out. You know what I mean? And I envy that about you, you know, because I'm more of like, I'm more of like a like a machine gun. You know, I say a lot of of stuff, and sometimes you know it makes sense. A lot of times it doesn't. You're like a sniper rifle. You know, we'll be hanging out, and you'll be like. You know, the thing about Barney is he don't play about his money. Yeah. And, you know, I <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll dwell on something like that for sometimes a couple of weeks. Several, several hours. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like a monk up in the hills. You know, I've yeah. got things going on. i got to sort through all the noise. Yeah. i got to filter out the nonsense and come up with things like, you know, 
And it's hard to even name something yeah, you know, off the yeah. top of my head because it's all. Sometimes I think Thomas is in a bad mood, and I'm like, hey, Thomas, you good? And he's like, yeah, dude, just for like the last three or four days, I've been thinking like, you know, Teletubbies be in these streets, and it's not nice. And I'm like, for sure, man, <laughs> 100% respect. I know. Exactly. Yeah, like, I know Waluigi eats pussy with his feet up in the air. <laughs> and I'm like, has that been bothering you? And you're like, yeah. You know, it's been on my mind. It's been weighing heavy on my mind, on my mental lately. This thing, this uh, this idea, you know, that that, that fucking worry that Wario probably's got a dick like a fucking cane toad, wide and loud as hell. And I'm like, damn, that's that's heavy. But you're the only type of guy that can handle that sort of the philosophical underpinnings yeah, of things yeah. like that. You know, philosophical thoughts like, can nobody lay pipe or spit game like a dude who knows he got bed bugs? <laughs> <laughs> and that's on phoneem. That's on phone. That's on lame wrong. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I um, nobody's ever got mad at me for that. It's cool being white enough to where people know you're joking. Yeah, I think. Whenever you say stuff like, I need to stop, but, you know. Dude, I had one of the most annoying conversations of my life at a fucking at a house show, which, by the way, can you believe it? I went to a house show and had an annoying conversation with a guy. Yeah. Who, uh, did you buy the house? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I bought the house. Me and Ashley getting into real estate investing. Yeah. Um, So, like, this guy, he was like, uh. He was like, oh, you know, I'm – he said uh, – what did he say? Oh, he was like, oh, yeah, that's dope as hell. And then he uh, stopped himself, and he was like, do you ever say something ironically so long that it, like, works its way, like, into your, like, lexicon in a, in a, in a sincere way? And I was like, actually, yeah. Like, I was saying swag ironically, like, for a little while, and then, like, sometimes I say Yeah, it, that's fine. But – he used a term like he like I thought that was the end of the conversation to me that was the end of it and then he goes you know that you know what that's called and I was like being an idiot and he was like no it's like new sincerity it's like neo earnestness and I was <laughs> I wish you guys could see the face that Thomas just made at me dude. man I was hoping it'd be at least like a like a stupid like Pinterest German word you yeah, know what I mean yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. 15 syllables and it's like Barkin Freud yeah it's it, it, it ends up being like the in German it, it's not even a word it's just like a phrase yeah, that means like, like whenever you go to the park and you want to sit at one of the benches next to the trees but you got to sit next to the ponds because there's a, a, a family reunion yeah, going on yeah park and it's like and it's like did you know they have a word for that and it's <laughs> only 75 <laughs> syllables and it's like i think i think i could just say it in english and it would work the same i don't need something poetic for every situation he's a very very nice guy a very very funny dude but i, I there was something I, I i know that it's me like i know that i'm like i get i get i'm very annoying but i'm also it's like the worst combination of like i can be very annoying but i get annoyed very easily is so people will be he was like yeah it's just like new sincerity it's like no, it's like new earnestness man like it's Dude. like we've been so ironic for so long that that meta irony and I was like my brain was like kill bill sirens were going off I was like I got to get out of here <laughs> that's that's why I stopped talking about cars at parties yeah, because yeah. I realized I get annoyed with people saying things that I would also say sometimes yep. like just anything they yep. say that like I disagree with slightly yeah. about like old box Chevys or something mm -hmm. I'll get really it'll bother me I actually to tell you the truth, dude, I had a conversation with a guy about a year ago uh -huh. about 305 versus 350 Chevy small blocks. Okay. And it's still to this day, I fucking hate that guy. And like the 5.3 versus the 5.7 or something? Or the, I no, forget the, which one. So, so the 305s and – you know the old Camaros? Yeah, the, the Catfish Camaros or the older ones? The like – like from the 80s oh okay how yeah, they've yeah. got like the small block v8s mm -hmm, those yeah. were the usually 305s or 350s so that era of chevy gotcha. v8s okay was whenever they were like kind of trying to save fuel right, um, right 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 and stuff and the thing is so here's basically this is what the discussion was i mentioned that i had a truck that i dreamed of you know fixing up but mm. you know probably wasn't gonna happen and he was like oh cool i used to work on old chevys and i was like oh sick man he was like just got a three does it got a 350 in it and i was like no just a 305 but to me it, that works fine you know i i'd be fine with just keeping a 305 in there because basically the difference between a 305 and a 350 same size engine, mm -hmm. but a 350 has a bigger bore. Mm. So you can do a little more to it, but also the, they have more head gasket issues. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm like, 
I don't I don't need to go a million miles per hour. I got a long bed. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I'm kind of just want to I just kind of just want to cruise. You know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was like, Nah, dude, you got to put a three fifty in there. And I was like, Well, yeah, that would be like three grand to make it just like twenty more horsepower. Right, right. And he was like, Yeah, but like. Dude, you can do so much more. Three oh fives are pieces of shit, <laughs> and I was just like, dude, fucking. I I came into this conversation humble because yeah. I told you I had a truck that I paid too much for, and yeah. then I fucked up because I'm stupid. Right. And I just <laughs> like I, but it's so easy to like. Well, you you know this. Prob- I feel like it, it turns into a dick measuring contest every time you talk about vehicles. If it's not, if it's not like someone you know well. Well, I would I would say this. I have several friends that uh, that I consider close friends that are car guys that are the type of car guys that that hobby is the bane of their existence. It's like a curse for. It's like they're werewolves. Like they understand that it gives them a little bit of like it's a great hobby to have because you save money on mechanic stuff and you have a lot of knowledge. And you can make a little bit of side money helping friends out or strangers. But every guy I know that is a true car autist is like, I hate this. I hate that this has been my thing because it's very expensive, very time-consuming, and very frustrating. And those guys sit up here to me, higher tier, and right under them are those guys that are like just maybe a little less knowledgeable but enough to be more knowledgeable than you. And they're like, it's it, their it's their pride, as opposed to the bane of their existence. They're like, yeah, you gotta do an LS swap in there, and then then you, you want to save up probably at forty five hundred bucks, and you want to get a fucking uh, a supercharger in there to get that whistle in there. That you know what I mean? And if you don't have that, then you're a pussy, and you should kill yourself. And it's like, oh no, I don't think that me and you're gonna get along. I only get along with people whose hobbies ruin their whole fucking lives. Yeah, <laughs> I want to <laughs> talk to somebody who's bad at their hobbies, uh, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because or like so good that they might as well be bad because they get so mad at it that they yeah, quit doing it yeah. for like two years. Or they're just like, yeah, cars are cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of like, I don't know. Same with, like, I, I like talking to people about lifting, too, and I don't even lift that much anymore. But yeah. But I feel like that is way less ego-driven for the most part compared to vehicles, which is <sighs> weird. I don't know. Some I, but it, it depends on who you talk to, but maybe yeah. it's just because I mostly talk to people who are already my friends. So it's like right. But well, I feel like the lifting thing falls into that same category with the automotive thing, where it's like I know guys who are lifelong lifters, and they're like, "Yeah, it's the dumbest fucking thing I could have gotten into." But if you want any tips or anything, they know everything about it. They know how to get your macros right. They know c- like how to do a fucking compound lift the schedule to get you in shape for every body type: short, tall, fat, whatever. And those guys are the enemies of dudes that are like, so you want to you have a you have an anabolic window between six thirty and yeah. nine in the morning, and you want to going to want to eat two grains of rice, and you're going to have a cup of coffee with butter in it, and then that's going to get your that's going to activate your myoglobin, and it's like, hey, yeah, dude. there's two types of guys like that. It's guys who have been lifting for like a year, and there's guys who have been lifting for longer but just got on gear. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they yeah, think yeah, they yeah, just yeah, unlocked yeah. a secret. Like I, there was a guy who, um. Whenever I was signing up for the gym I go to now, he was like, he was like, oh, you know, what are your, some of your fitness goals or whatever? And I was like, oh, I want to put back on some muscle because I had a period of illness and I lost like a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, dude, this February I put on like 25 pounds of muscle in a month. Yeah. Those and I was, guys I was really like, oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I bet you. Did you eat a lot? Yeah. Those and guys he was like, yeah, yeah. And I, I was looking at his arms and it was all like, you can tell like new steroid weight where it's, it's like water. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a big water balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those guys like I there was a there's which a is if you it's f- I don't care if you do that, but don't no. be like oh I unlocked the secret. It's just doing steroids. Yeah, it's and hopping like, on I, tests. I, I know about that one. It's it's funny. Uh, there's a UFC commentator, Paul Felder. He's also like he was a he retired, but he was a fighter. I think featherweight, or whatever. He was talking about how like he'll he'll run into fighters who like. Uh, yeah, um, this six-week camp, I put on about 22 pounds of lean muscle. And he's like, hey, man, don't let USADA hear you, <laughs> you saying that shit because it's like, you know who gets to do that? Because it's doable. You know who gets to do that? Uh, they're called uh, Avenger, the Avengers, <laughs> like yeah. Hollywood actors that are like, all right, I need to look like Adonis in the time I need to shoot this movie, and then after, I don't need to look like this yeah. anymore. I also think that UFC guys are legitimately – and I don't, mean, I don't even mean this in a mean way, but they are 
due to their craft, lower IQ. Bro science, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's like you get hit, hit in the head for a living. You're yeah. a genius fighter, but it's like you gain 20 pounds and you look muscular and you think, oh, I just gained 20 pounds of muscle. When it's like, oh, you started drinking water. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, because you got down to you 145. Like, yeah, yeah, you didn't get fat, trust me, You but you are yeah. drinking water again, so you're going to weigh more than if you didn't. Right, yeah, they yeah. probably are just missing. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, to the point of the hobby thing, I, I was joking about this with some friends um i have recently i did like deleted tiktok off my phone but like i've been using instagram more and i like follow a lot of trades accounts like my feed is like trades and like hobby guys who like build decks and stuff and then like weightlifting white tie and like car stuff it's just it's like stupid stupid guy brain shit dude people say twitter is like a meme place and it can be really ruthless like people on other social medias are like yo twitter be out of pocket or whatever Dude, the comments on Instagram reels, a guy will build from the ground up. Like, he'll build his wife, like, her dream deck that, like, leads up to the pool, and he'll build an awning out, and it's, like, you know, reinforced, beautifully stained. Like, it took him a year to do, maybe, and he works a full-time job. This guy, he's just a just a fucking salt-to-the-earth good-ass dude. And the top-rated comment is, like, this is the shittiest dick I've ever seen. I'm going to kill your wife. You you have disappointed your wife, and she's going to leave you? Uh, like, dude, people on Instagram, like, the reels, like, a guy will be like, hey, I just started lifting a year ago. Uh, I got my bench up to 270. It's, like, a real big milestone for me. It took me a long time, and I only got one rep. It's not the prettiest rep, but I, I wanted to share it with you guys. The top comment isn't like, "Hey, good job, man." The top comment is like, "You're fat, and you should you should really consider yeah. dropping that on your neck." It's it's really. <laughs> I saw one where it was like a it was like a 50 year old guy, not one of the like Trimbalone guys. Yeah, yeah, just it's like, like a, a 50 normal year old guy yeah. who was like back in the gym after like after like five or ten years of not being here. Man, I got a lot of catching up to do, but I'm feeling pretty good. Here's me doing 175 on bench press, and the top comment is like. Yeah, I bet you're fucking enjoying that TRT, and it's like, hey man, that's who TRT is for. Yeah, it's not. It's for not. It's not for 22 year olds. <laughs> Even though I know you're probably on it. Yeah, <laughs> and also this guy is not fucking yoked like crazy. This is just a guy who like, t- took care of himself throughout life. He's a used car salesman. Yeah, and is also not setting a world record for bench right. press. He's, he's doing what your dad could also do yeah, if he worked out. Yeah, exactly. But your dad is fat as fuck. So you know. it's it's also it'll be like. Man, I just saw, like, yesterday, I think I woke up this morning, it was a video of a girl who was, like, clearly clearly disabled little girl, and she was playing t-ball, and her dad, she was on an oxygen machine, and her dad was behind her with the oxygen machine, and she hit the ball, and she ran and got a, she got a single. It was fucking adorable, dude. Like, it was a wholesome video. I scrolled for, like, a good five minutes to try and find a comment that wasn't. And, like, dude, I say shit that I shouldn't say on this show all the fucking time. But it's like, it, like, this dad can see, th- like, these people are like, uh, yeah, yeah, you can go for it. Uh, the dad, you know, these people are like, damn, like, it'll be a comment that's like, um, where'd you get that pig? I hate you from Thailand. <laughs> Dude, Jesus Christ. Like, I know, like, I don't know, Twitter or whatever, like, you can see death videos on there now because, like, due to the, thanks to Elon, we have so much more freedom of speech on there. You can watch a guy get fucking... Just get his head chopped off by a fucking yeah. windshield wiper or whatever the fuck. But it's like the Insta- like Instagram and TikTok, fa- everything is becoming Facebook. Yeah. Where like the only the express purpose of every social media app is to be as hateful and as mean as humanly possible. And like I understand like hey toughen up Buttercup life ain't easy, but I don't know those guys will like it'll be a video of like you know a disabled child playing in a in a baby pool. And somebody's like, damn, you guys actually had this thing? <laughs> it's got like 77,000 yeah. likes. And all the replies are like, yeah, I probably would have just pushed my wife yeah. down the stairs. And these people have their faces on their profiles. And then, like, you click on their profile, and it's like Ephesians 22:17, the Lord shall provide. Owner of J&J Construction Company, I love my wife and I love my children. It's like, dude, you're not even being like an anonymous troll. Like, you're just a guy from, like, Tuscaloosa who just – Goes to church and then also in between his free time, like tells like families of like disabled children, like I would have drowned her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a guy on Instagram and TikTok who goes to low income neighborhoods and um, 
will offer to to mow oh, I've seen that guy. Yeah, people's yards for yeah, free. Super sweet guy. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't embarrass them or anything. He just asks, and if they say no, no worries. Yeah, but yeah. And dude, there will be comments that are like, because he he doesn't do it. He he only does it like once a week or something. Yeah, I think. yeah. And the views pay for his. right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But people will be like, "Why don't you only do free ones?" And he'll be like, "I sorry, I have I have bills I got to pay, but I'm j- it's just something nice I'm trying to do. Maybe yeah. other people start doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to get famous off this. I just think it's a cool gesture. And people are like, "Yeah, why'd you fucking scalp their lawn so low? It's gonna look like shit." Yeah, or like, yeah. why did you take the take the curb in so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I it's like you know these people don't have a weed eater, so it makes sense to mm-hmm. like take it back take a little it bit. Low, and they're not probably. Th- there was one I saw. He did this lady's big overgrown backyard, and she. Um, she was an older Hispanic woman, and she had a lot of kids in the house. And uh, he mows the lawn for her, and uh, he, like, knocks on the back door. He's like, hey, it's all finished up. Um, he was like, I think this one's going to do really well. You know, it, people find these, like, satisfying or whatever. I was trying to explain it to her, and she was like, oh, okay, okay, thank you, you know. And he was like, hey, I want to give you this riding lawnmower. He's like, it's not, you know, I've had it for a few years. You know, it's not brand new, but uh, I think you get more use out of it. And it's easier to use than a push mower. He was like showing her how to use it, dude. The top comments were like, "This this fat bitch is gonna sell this fucking thing." You just gave away a solid riding lawnmower to some ungrateful, lazy fucking piece of shit. And again, like not from an anonymous account with like an anime profile pic, or what you'd expect, just like blatant racism and like just fucking meanness, just just callousness, just from guys who are like. Where they've got the go back to your country goatee, and then like the pit vipers, and their profile pic is like their double chin. And they're like, you know, love God, love my country. It's like, dude, even if this woman sells this riding lawnmower, you didn't give it away. You fucking hopeless sack of shit. Yeah. You piece of shit. Like, you didn't lose any money on this deal, right? Like, let's assume for the sake of argument that she sells it. It'll probably feed her fucking kids. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, what Yeah, you it, r- <laughs> it really bothers me whenever people make a big deal out of people not taking good care of their yards. Because now up to a certain point, you know, right. But I mean, so, for example, I was reading an article recently from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. It's like our local like big newspaper or whatever. And it was basically being like it was it was showing how and it was showing this in a positive light, by the way, how the city's lawn enforcement (laughs) targets this one zip code. Yeah. Um, because it has the most citations in a city and mm-hmm. they make a lot of money off finding people. That zip code has the lowest life expectancy in Texas. Jesus Christ. And all the interviews with people were li- like, yeah, interviews, interviews with like, um, the, the guys who worked for the city and they were like, yeah, uh, some of them were like, yeah, this is like, like we prefer just giving warnings, right, obviously, because right, right. it's like these are this is a, like a very low income neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I I'm not trying to like ruin anybody's life, but there were others that were like, yeah, obviously this ain't Beverly Hills. People got to start taking care of their lawns. Yeah, and then yeah. it showed interviews with like people who were getting fined, and they were like, yeah, I'm a single mom and I work four jobs. Yeah, yeah, and um, I can't afford this fifty dollar yeah. citation. Yeah, yeah, and some of them were like two hundred and fifty dollar fines. I think. Well, it, I think, and it's like, dude. Honestly, I feel like I feel like if you're below I think if you are getting government aid like like if you're getting if you quali- if, if, if you qualify for its food stamps, I think if you live in an incorporated city, your lawn should get taken care of by the city. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. free, at least yeah, yeah. once a month. Yeah, yeah. Because like people don't think about how much it costs to maintain a lawn. And most a lot of people are like they live in a house. Right. But it's like maybe especially in Latino neighborhoods, a lot of times it's like they inherited the house, but that's all their family had. And it was already run down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like just for like just for me and and I'm not below the poverty line, but like sometimes I'm like, damn, I got to buy more like like I got to fix this. Weed eater weed or something, you know? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I had to, I had to get a new weed eater last year, and I was like, God damn, it's fucking. And yeah. my buddy cut me a deal on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it makes me think about like if I made like, tw- if my household made like fifteen thousand dollars a year, and I had kids. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I you work sixty hours a week to barely get by. You're not gonna get out in the hot sun yeah. and mow your fucking lawn because my lawn's been pretty high before, you know. Yeah. And, and I, 
have the means to take time, care yeah. of it, you know, but, and especially in Texas, because it gets so fucking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm an yeah. able-bodied young man, yeah, and, yeah. and I'll be outside, and I'm like, God damn, if I was 60, I wouldn't be doing this Fuck shit. No. Well, it's it's a bigger, I think it's like a bigger thing of like the, um, the videos where, like, it's just hate content, but like the videos where people film, landlords film themselves, like getting the sheriff to go evict like a family of five that like hasn't paid rent in seven months. And in Texas, like you can get the cops involved, like they'll kick your door in and they'll be like, get the fuck out, move out into the street, time to get out, you know. And again, it's like the the, the most top voted like comments, you know, are like, uh, are like, yeah, that's what you get for not paying your fucking rent. This ain't a free ride, brother. This ain't this ain't a free country. You gotta work to earn your fucking keep, and you're a piece of shit parent if you would even let something like this happen. And I'm like, dude, I want to kill you. Dude, like that, I don't that, 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 that is one of the only things that gives me a homicidal yeah, urge. Yeah, is seeing <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. What people think of poor people and yeah. like, like, <laughs> it makes like, me so fucking mad. Dude. Yeah, or like, wow, there's dog shit in these people's yards. They should fucking be killed. I'm like, dude, you have had the most insulated protected life imaginable or you just or you're also poor and you hate yourself but you externalize that hatred into other poor people yeah like whenever when one thing that cracks me the fuck up is is that when i see people typically this is on facebook but like i see people i grew up with um that like i knew in high school i don't know them anymore i've not talked to them but we're friends on facebook still because when you're in high school you're like oh i had you on facebook whatever the fuck and uh, i see these people i know that they live in poverty or maybe they started working in the plants because that's what you do where I'm from, where, like, you turn 18, you go work as a hand somewhere, and then maybe you go to pipe fitting school or welding school and whatever. You st- we've talked about it before. We used to talk about it more on the show. Like, you start making 60 grand a year, and you think you've got a big set of nuts on you. And you start talking bad about the people who grew up like you did. You start talking bad about your own family, about your own friends. You have no loyalty to anybody in your life because you, you bought a Ford Raptor for $786 a month at, like, 22% APR. But anyway... Yeah, no, and I feel like I feel like it's a department where, since I moved into a city, I've had to grow in that regard. Cause like I, whenever I first moved into where I live, there's this one guy. He's a nice guy, but like, kind of shifty. Yeah, if I'm yeah. Being honest, like you can tell he he definitely has some addiction issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was homeless right. for a long time because. So there are people around where I live who, and this is not a local issue, but. They get their money from stealing tools out of people's yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, they'll sell them to wherever. And I thought he was one of those guys because he looks like one of those guys. Right, right. <laughs> but it turns out he m- all his income is from going door to door and asking people if they need any landscaping done. And then he walks the tools from his house along the sidewalk mm, okay. to their houses and, you know, and does shit for them. And so I've whenever I realized that, I was like, Oh, maybe I'm kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, and didn't realize it. Well, I think there's like there's a at least you have the wherewithal for that, and I don't think I don't think it's a piece of shit thing to to think necessarily. Well, like I I mean so I'm I'm a kind of a suspicious guy by paranoid. nature. Paranoid. I'm the you same know way. like I've had stuff stolen before. I've right. had my shit messed with before, and it just you know. And not to, I'm gonna sound like a fucking. I don't mean to sound like a right wing guy, but it's like I have worked hard for the things that I do have, and the things that. Like the things that I've been privileged enough to have received, you know, like like I'm able to live in a house that my family bought. And, you know, it's not a it's not a fucking mansion or anything, but like that's a very privileged thing. Right, right, right. You know, I I think some of it's like. dude. But what I'm saying is you're not the type of guy at all. Like whenever people post videos of like someone getting like, oh, somebody got the, the rim stole off their Honda Accord. And the comments are like, yeah, you know, you can't like 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 uh, nobody wants to work no more. They just want to steal shit. And there's a certain type of group like the nobody guys dude, nobody wants nobody in their heart wants to be a guy who has to steal shit. No, no. But no. you get hungry enough, dude, and you realize like I've been hungry enough before and I've, I've been broken up to where I've like been like, damn, dude, like I'm not I'm not going to st- I'm not going to do this. But if I didn't have a safety net, like I would consider you know, at least something like, right, like, I, like I, I guess the lowest I've been is like, you know, like flipping drugs or whatever. But like, you know, it's small. I've I mean, I pawned like all, all my musical instruments. I like took 
bill mo- like whenever I lived at the house, like people would give me money for bills because uh, the utilities were in my name, and I would like pay their portion and then wouldn't pay mine, and then use the rest of the money to like basically get high or like feed myself. But again, like I think the 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 like the point of con- the point of contention here is it's like I don't it's it's bad that people do stuff like that, but I like uh, as a general rule. Don't think less of people, you know, people are like, oh, you know, they don't have to steal or like these people, like you don't have to steal or whatever the fuck. And it's like, I guess you don't have to. But I mean, I didn't have to fucking. Yeah. sell there's pills. Pe- there's people who have to steal and they also have jobs. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's <laughs> like, like, yeah. like if I worked at Whataburger, you know, even if I was had worked my way up or whatever, like that wouldn't be enough money for me to Do to, to rent. You know? Are you old enough to remember the the Dateline show? Um, there was like a whole series on Dateline, um, MSNBC, where they would follow homeless people around in San Francisco and L.A. and and New York, and they would uh, they like they would keep hidden cameras on them, and then these homeless people would like get into like 2001 Camrys, and they would go to like studio apartments in like the worst parts of town with like no AC, and the announcer or like the narrator would be like, "We followed young." Uh, young Max, uh, uh, a Puerto Rican uh, 22-year-old man, he was begging for money on the side of the road and made $186 in change in $1 bills. We followed Max to his 2002 Toyota Tacoma where he drove to his apartment complex where he had a place to live. And we approached Max and we asked him, it's like, how bad do you need someone's life to be to where, like, like you're not going to accost them for begging for yeah, money? Yeah, yeah. The guy didn't get in a fucking Bentley. <laughs> the guy yeah. got... The guy got into a fucking a shitty car with no AC that like overheats all the time. Yeah. And went to an apartment with no running water. Like how? Yeah. How bad does it have to be where you are no longer like reprimanding somebody for living yeah. in poverty? And I think it, I think part of it has to do with the fact that um, a good percentage of like even middle class and. Sometimes upper middle class people, maybe this could be like a particularly a southern thing. I don't know, but they don't, you know, you have to work so much to maintain your level of living that you don't ever travel. Right. Which yeah. I don't think is like, like, that's fine if that's how you want to live. You know, I, I don't. Right. That's, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do. But I think for me, like traveling has opened my eyes a lot to what poverty does to people like yeah, yeah, like yeah. going to new york and i i remember whenever i went to new york by myself there was a, a kid who came up to me asking for like spare change and i could tell you know like he was an addict mm-hmm. and he was like dude he was probably 12 years old yeah yeah and yeah. seeing shit like that i'm like because even the levels of broke i've been at you know i've been there's been times in my life where i had kind of like fucked over people to where I didn't have a safety net. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. You know, where it was like, it was largely Burned my Burned all those bridges, you, you know? know? Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I think in the South particularly, y- men are raised to where they feel like they, you need to get it out the mud, you know? like Poverty you, is shameful. It's a yeah, thing to yeah. be ashamed of. Yeah. It's if you're poor, you yeah. need to hide it, and you need to fucking do everything you can to, to, to not be poor, and if you're poor, it's your own fucking fault. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and the way the legal system here is, like... like it's illegal to be poor. <laughs> yeah, man, and it's like, y- you get targeted for it. You get... If you have a car that's old, you're going to get pulled over more often. If you have to drive... If you work night shifts, yep. you're going to get pulled over more often, and th- you've got a good chance of getting booked for something like having a little bit of weed, you yeah, know? Or your brake light being out. They're going to tear your car apart, and then you're going to have to put that fucker back together. Right, you know, and... There's a, it's it, there's like a uh, this is not necessarily like a southern thing, but I I have this theory that like culturally, maybe politically to some extent, this isn't a very funny conversation. That's okay, it's fine. Uh, but like I remember when I first started working, um, having uh, my high school counselor like explain. I had it explained to me by several people that you need to have a good reason why you have a gap in your resume. You need to have a very, very good reason. And I, uh, my first job, I was waiting tables at a Joe's Crab Shack, and I expressed to them it was my first job, and I was 18 years old, and the manager was like, uh, oh, why didn't you start working at 16? 
And I was like, oh, well, um, kind of personal issues, but I guess if you're asking, I family life is kind of strange, and uh, I never had a car, and, uh, you know, we just kind of the way I grew up, man, it just was not something that was in the cards for me, and um, just wasn't really a viable thing. We didn't live around a lot. There was, like, everything was boarded up, and, like, it was, like, the Chinese food restaurant or, like, Whataburger, whatever the fuck. And then I got older, and I would get a job. I'd work it for a bit. I'd get fired, or I'd quit, or I'd get laid off. And then three or four months would go by. I wouldn't have a job, and I'd update my resume, and I would go into another restaurant, or I would go into some. was like, they're like, um, oh, you worked at this restaurant from 2012 to 2013, and then it's 2014 now. Like, what what were you doing in the meantime? And I'm like, oh, I was in school, or like I was chilling. Like, America is inherently anti-chilling. Like, you can't just fuck around with a little bit of money. Like, you can't just save up. And then you're like, I don't think I want to work for a few months. I think I just want to, like, kind of budget, and then I want to hang out by the pool. I want to smoke some weed. Like, it, it's an inherently anti-chilling culture. Yeah. Y- and you have to have a very good reason. Um, and I think maybe this has changed a little bit in the last few years with, like, the whole anti-work movement. But I, I'm not an old man, but it's like I feel like I do remember that work ethic, that, like, very Puritan. There's so many vestigial aspects of, like, the religious um, genesis of this country that are, like, rooted in people's psyche. People who are otherwise not even necessarily religious, but are like, why didn't you work? And I'm like, I don't know, I was 19, and I was, like, playing sand volleyball and doing ecstasy. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, like, well, you know, it's probably, like, my mom would be like, oh, it's you need to make sure you, like, know, you can tell an employer why you weren't working. And my mom's been working every year, every day since she was 16. She got pregnant with me at 16, which I understand, you know, whatever, but... It's just this really bizarre thing I think that ties into the whole like disdain and hatred for poor people. It's like you can never relax. Vacation is fucking stupid. It's for huge pussies. What do you need to vacation for? What do you need to take a breather for, man? You got to make that. It's that get it out the mud, stupid shit that like is antithetical to my life where like I say I'm a workhorse and like I guess to some extent I am. But that's just because I'm like the type of mentally ill where I need enrichment. But I do like chilling. And like right now I'm unemployed and I'm going to have to like eventually be like, yeah, I didn't have a job for a few months. And somebody's probably going to ask why. And I'm going to be like, I don't know, because it's cool to hang out by the lake with your friends and fish and like breathe in the air and see the little critters on the ground and see what God made <laughs> for, for you to enjoy and to drink beer with your friend and call your friend an idiot and have him throw you know, throw you a bonfire party and eat cake and like pet the dog. Like, you know, it's cool to do shit that does not involve work. And then there are some people in this country that are like, you're retarded for that. Like yeah. you're useless. Like and, and people have the same attitude about debt that yeah. and, and it's the same people who live paycheck to paycheck despite making eighty thousand dollars a year because they have a king ranch and they yeah. have a boat and jet skis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, Why the hell did you ever take out a payday loan? It's like, I don't know, man, because you needed to eat yeah. fucking retard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like if you live in a a poor area, the it's like pawn shops. Payday loans, liquor stores, army recruitment centers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's like you drive. I mean, I didn't necessarily grow up. I I mean, I grew up mostly rural. So it was like we didn't we didn't have any of that. But we also it was like if you wanted a job, you had to drive 30 minutes to it. Yeah. So it's like if you didn't have a car, you didn't have a job. Yeah. And even like carpooling is frowned upon kind of, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. like uh, hanging out the passenger side of your bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. God damn, you can't live at all. Like, yeah. Well, uh, there's no like, again, like there's, I think growing up, like, cause the area that I grew up in every strip mall, it's a little bit better now, but like, I guess gentrification or a bit, li- every strip mall was little Caesars, little, little Caesars, liquor store, gun store, dollar general, Military Recruitment Center. And then you drive a little bit down the road. Liquor store, gun store, military recruitment center, Little Caesars, Subway, condemned Dollar General. Like, that's just kind of like, whatever. And you all grew up around that, and you all blah, 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 blah. Like, that was just the area and the place where you were from. And to, the, I guess, the initial point, like, people, I, I see people on Facebook that I grew up with. We grew up in the same areas, went to the same high school, worked the same shitty jobs. And they're like... Uh, posting an article about how like there's rent control in California and they're like literally they're like how are people who own these homes supposed to make a profit on them if if this California has rent control to where these people who invest their hard-earned money and their time into real estate can't make a dime I'm so glad I live in Texas where there's no rent control and I do it again when and you it's miss like it. it's like first of all there, there is rent control here <laughs> 
But like to you to your point earlier about the the homicidal urge thing, I'm like, I want to choke the life out of you, you fucking stupid sack of shit. Like I hate you. Like you. Like how do you end up in a point where you're copping for calif like for like you are you are you are simping for like California real estate investors. The to to you a guy like a salt to the earth quote unquote pipe fitter, your natural enemy. Is like a chain smokers listening, yeah. like mushroom, like micro dosing real estate investor who hates you. By the way, he yeah. hates you. Yeah. he thinks you're a backwards inbred dumbass. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I feel like it should be more socially acceptable, especially here, to be like, yeah, my job fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> like yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. you're a welder or something like that, and you make good money, you know, more power to you. I I have a lot of respect for those guys. But it is funny whenever those guys are like, everybody should have to be a fucking slave like I Yeah, am. Exactly, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I'm glad that you There's I'm, I'm glad that you're making good money and stuff. You deserve it, you know, but like I've had horrible jobs where I've made decent money and I've been like, Man, I hope fucking I hope nobody who comes at like if I have kids I hope nobody I has hope, to do I hope, this. I hope none of them I hope no, if my kids have to be fucking landscapers, I'm gonna feel like a failure. Failure. Yeah, yeah. dude, same. Like I like if I like like Decide to have kids or whatever. It's like I, there's this idea where I think weren't from the same sort of area, but there's this idea. Maybe it's a southern thing. Maybe it's just a working class. There were some working people that are like um, they don't want their kids to have it easier. It's like, oh, I ain't going to raise no son. Like my, my son's going to work. The moment he turns 16, he's working. The moment he's 18, he's out on his fucking ass. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch around here. And I'm like, dude, do you hate your fucking kids? Like, do you hate your family? Because I don't want my kid to have to, on his 18th birthday, go work at a fucking seafood restaurant. Like, I don't want, I would never want my kid to have to work in roofing, where you're like, you're just getting first degree burns all day because it's 110 degrees and you're working with shingles. Like, you're working with asphalt all fucking day. I don't want to have my kid to pour concrete. Like, you know, you want to maybe instill, like, you know, a de- er- I, th- I don't think it's right wing or weird or stupid to say, like, Having some amount of work ethic is good, especially if you live in a country oh, that yeah. inherently values it to the point where if you don't have it, you're going to be homeless. Yeah. But I'm also not the type of motherfucker that's going to be like, no, I want when my kid turns 16, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call up my buddy who works in landscaping and I'm going to have him dig dig fucking holes for 10 bucks an hour. So he learns learns what that life is fucking dog shit. Yeah. That life is this thing that like you never, ever get to ever enjoy that leisure is a sin that to be crucified for to ever have any downtime to like to ever have any um to to have a meaningful hobbies and a meaningful life to have memories with family and friends is somehow like was there a guy I follow on Instagram he's like a lifting dude that he was talking about how like before I guess his Instagram took off he worked construction that guy that that uh viral video that was like the guy was like you got soft hands brother I worked 190 like talking about guys like that that are like that they revel and are proud in the fact that since, since they were 17 years old, they've never had a moment to go. <sighs> yeah. And then those guys retire at 70 and then die. Yeah. Cause then all their, by the time they're 40, their backs are gone. Their knees are fucked. Their shoulders are torn to shit. And, and I, it's not a life that I would ever, 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 ever wish on anybody that I brought in. Like if you make a human being, you, you, I don't know how it works. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, but if I'm you, not sure. <laughs> if you make a person and then you, you, you kind of force life on this thing and you're like, hey, uh, me and your mom, we liked each other a whole bunch and uh, we figured we'd make a guy. So welcome to the world. Um, I know that you're like one years old right now and you think I'm just fucking this th- amorphous thing that feeds you and you don't have object permanence yet and I disappear and you freak the fuck out and then I reappear. But in about 15 years, which as an adult I can tell you is not that long of a time. It's pretty long, but not incredible. In 15 years, I'm going to call my friend Big Mike, who runs a concrete business, <laughs> and I'm going to take away your youth, and I'm going to thrust you into the world of adulthood at a very early age. And by the way, adulthood, I'm going to re- drive this into your head. Adulthood is hell. It's not, it's not a thing where you get to have meaningful relationships with people in your life. You need to hate everyone that isn't you. Anyone that makes more money than you is a rich piece of shit, and anyone that makes less money than you is a shameful drug addict junkie. Um, I'm the only authority figure in your life, and by the way, we love Jesus in this house. <laughs> yeah. We go to church every, su- every goddamn Sunday. 
Um, it's like a it's a it's a way to raise people that I think it it's a, it's a great way to raise a piece of shit. It's a great way, like if you want your son or daughter to be kind of like this embittered, petty, holier than thou fucking loser, then yeah, have them pour concrete on their like from their sixteenth birthday, and then if they're like, Dad, I want to go to college, you'd be like, College is for fucking. You better study something that's gonna make you one hundred thousand dollars a day. Because otherwise, I ain't paying for it. I knew people like that. Yeah. I, I don't think I was... I mean, my parents were like, we want you to be able to do whatever you want, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But I kind of... I, I, I get I get where people come from. Like, w- when you have to kind of give up on your own dreams, you, you kind of assume your own right. kids won't work out. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, Which yeah. Which, I get that, but, yeah, it's a... I mean, my, my mom, like, she was... I was lucky enough in the sense... Like, I, you know, the good things about how I grew up is that my mom was very supportive of anything I wanted to do. My mom, like, had me super young and had to work at, like, Sonic and then was, like, a was like, three jobs just to, like, be able to, like, afford to, like, live at home with a kid. Yeah. You know? And so because of that, I think she went the other way with it. When I was, like, 14, I was like, I want to be an actor. And she was like, all right, well, move to California and do that. And I was like, I want to go to film school, or I want to be a lawyer, or I wanted to do all these things. And she was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend going to – the one thing that she did say, I think I've expressed this on here before, she, I told her I wanted to go to acting school. <laughs> and she was like, look, I love you. <laughs> but um, if you want to get yourself into $100,000 in debt to learn how to lie, <laughs> like on to learn how to be a different guy, that's on you, big dog. Um, I would recommend just moving to a place where that's a viable career path, wait tables, and then just do that. That's you know what's funny. My my parents had a moment like that with me, but it was with my manic idea was I was going to move to Alaska to become a snow crab fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's and awesome. my my dad was like Thomas. <laughs> I think you're gonna get hurt pretty bad if you do something <laughs> you like that. You know those guys out there are all addicted to pills and they yeah, die. Yeah, he, he like was like, he was like Thomas, you do not have the best reflexes, <laughs> and that's just me being honest. And he was like, I think you know if something were to go wrong <laughs> on a ship, sometimes something will go wrong, and you've been like this your whole life, and that's okay. But you're prone something will go <laughs> really wrong, and what you do is you just stand there. <laughs> yeah, which is true, dude. I remember growing up, like my little brother would like fall and get hurt or something, yeah. and I would just watch him. Yeah, like I wasn't trying to be mean or anything, but I was like, all right, he'll be all right. Just kind of stand there and look at him sternly and yeah. then he'll get up, which probably probably a reflection of things that happened to me. But anyway, you right, know, right. No, it's like I, it oh, that and also I wanted to work my way up to being a barge captain on the Mississippi <laughs> River. Dude, I used I used to have this stupid I, like <laughs> I wanted to be Mark Twain or. Our like teenage like our youthful boy dreams were like I wanna I wanna be like for me it was like I wanna be the the you know the the musician or the actor that came from nothing that did it all on his own I don't wanna have like my uncle wasn't a producer like I wanted to be the famous musician that like bust on the streets and like played the little bars or whatever and then like or I wanted to be an actor like I wanted to be like James Dean where he worked in a material shop or like a meatpacking warehouse and then you know became a big actor. He did it all on his own, and then you're like, I want to work on a tugboat <laughs> on the Illinois River. You know that song, Long Hot Summer Day? I want to live that life, <laughs> but I, in real life, I want to be just kind of like a guy with a with a big mustache that stinks like fish all day and gasoline, and I want to smoke a big cigar, and I want to go, hmm. <laughs> that yeah, was dude, like <laughs> I still, to this day, every once in a while, I'll, I'll be like, damn, it would be so cool to be like a fucking, just have a farm. And then I wear overalls, and then I have a big corn cob pipe, and then I go, "Yeah, we needed that rain." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Wait, Thomas, um, you don't want to do any of that, do you?" I'm like, "No, not really. I don't think I want to wake up at four every morning just to spray the earth with horrible pesticides." Yeah, <laughs> I, re- I rem- also like it, it. Would be funny to be like, "Yeah, I'm starting a huge farm as a guy. Like, I have like, no. <laughs> I have like eight hundred dollars in savings right now." <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. it's all going to my my community college tuition. So yeah, I don't it's. Know. Uh, I remember uh, I was watching True Detective. Um, I was living with my buddy at the time, who was like very moneyed, and we had this like shitty apartment, and and um, 
And he was like, uh, like he came from money, but like I don't know. I guess his parents were good enough to instill in him, like you know, like you, know, you should have your own job, you know, whatever. So we were working at a restaurant, and we were watching True Detective, and uh, I, I'd already seen it, and I, I was like, dude, this is one of the best TV. The first season, this is one of the best TV shows of all time. And he's like, all right, you know, we binge watched, and he's like, this is a cool show. And we came to the part of the series where Matthew McConaughey, the older version of Russ Cole, his he was uh, he was like. Uh, he he uh, he worked in that bar and he lived in a in a room behind the bar when he was in his fifties, and it was in the middle of like Montana somewhere, and uh, like the the guy that owned the bar was like an old vet that didn't talk, and uh, he was like talking to the police like you know what I've been getting up to these days, you know Monday through Wednesday I, w- I work at a bar and Thursdays I drink because that's my day off, and I remember verbalizing because I was like you know what, that sounds like a sick ass life, <laughs> yeah. to just be a bartender and a bouncer with a dark past. <laughs> <laughs> like a Montana biker bar owned by like a Vietnam vet who did so many war crimes. And I was like, man, that's probably a sick life. And my buddy, it was Frank. Frank goes, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, oh dude, like it would probably be so cool to like, you know, be a bouncer at a bar in your fifties and you live in the bar and like, you just get to drink all day and watch old like football highlights and like boxing highlights on a tube TV. And you like smoke cigarettes. And he was like, Dude, in the show, Matthew McConaughey's like a piece of shit. <laughs> like, he's like not a good guy at all. And I was like, no, but like, wouldn't it be cool, like, before you retire, just for like 10 years to like live out in the country in like a one bedroom shack and just like whittle a piece of wood down and then just like drink moonshine? And he was like, no, dude, when I'm 50, like, I want to live in a big house <laughs> like, with yeah, my family. I, 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 like, I like how both of, both of us are like, if we had the same lives but weren't depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, man, if I could just work at a gas station and, like, be happy. Yeah, yeah, if we didn't have, like, a death drive that made us want to do other things different. It, like, I, like, I do, to, to the point of the boat fisherman thing, like, sometimes life will kind of erode me down over time, and I do get really depressed, and, like, I get overwhelmed, and, like, and I think, like, nah, dude, that Rust Cole, season one, true detective, 55-year-old Rust, where it's, like, you live in a you live in a shack behind a bar, and then you walk two mi- you walk two minutes, and you open the bar up, and the owner's in there, and he's drunk, and you just play some Waylon Jennings over the fucking jukebox, and you smoke a cigarette indoors, and you one guy comes in, it's your first customer and your last customer all day, you give him an ice-cold Budweiser, and you drink one with him, and you guys sit there, and all you do is you look at each other, and you go, man, it's hot. And then the, and the, and yeah. the guy goes, it is hot, brother. And, you, and then you go, Kandahar? I never served. <laughs> but the guy yeah. goes, yeah, Kandahar. <laughs> yeah, I, for a while, one of my fantasies I had was working up, mer- working my way up to becoming a railroad conductor. <laughs> and Like an engineer. <laughs> yeah, so, and there's a bunch of, like, train stations in, in Fort Worth. There's a bunch of, like, like BNSF and all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I remember going on Indeed and looking up, like, entry-level positions. Uh-huh. And usually on Indeed, it's like, you know, we're more like a people company. But, dude, it was like, I think it was a BNSF lifti- listing, and it was, like, for a hand, basically. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. you would ride on the train, mm-hmm. and, dude, the job requirements, it was like, it was like an old, like, sea captain had written it. It was like... <laughs> This job will put you through hell. <laughs> it was like it was like requirements. It was like must be able to carry at least eighty pounds while sprinting. And I was like, do you have to be a fucking Navy SEAL to work for the railroad? It was like must be able to work for forty eight hours straight, and we drug test every thirty minutes. Must have a nice haircut. You must be six two, two fifty, lean, cut as fuck, and have a big ass dick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, must be able to inhale smoke constantly. <laughs> it will be the only thing you breathe. You will sleep on a metal cot. Lungs must be impervious to asbestos and yeah, coal tar. Yeah. <laughs> must be willing to outrun a train. <laughs> I was like, God damn. And then I was like, okay, so how long does it take to become like an engineer? Like one of the yeah. guys who, and it was like, Maybe 15 to 25 years if you are not dead yet. If you yet. do not get killed by a lizard, a reptilian Yeah, sort I was of like, do you have to ride on top of the train? <laughs> Is this a hobo position? Like, I, for some reason, I was like, maybe yeah. I could hop a train and just have the little stick with the bag on the end of it. Yeah, and then they'd yeah. be like, we need a hand. 
go get old Tom from up top of the train and have him shovel coal. You're like 24, but you look yeah. 82. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that the railroad system in America is still from like when 1886. They, yeah, it's dude, from like when, when they built it. Yeah, they <laughs> built it to carry slaves. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, oh yeah. wait, never mind. Yeah, I <laughs> I had the fantasy in my head like, oh, you want to work for the railroad? Here's your striped. Uh, overalls, <laughs> and we'll give you a gay little hat. And Here's your, your job, jug of moonshine. Y- yeah, you drive the train, and you sit in the AC, and you honk the horn whenever you want to. You don't have to talk to anybody, and you can take the train wherever you Here's want. Here's your bull whip and your yeah. big whistle. Yeah. Here's your old Colt Dragoon r- fucking revolver. All right, yeah. So you clock in, by you show up, and you shout, Dag Nabbit, and that clocks you in. <laughs> And you work 10 hours a week. <laughs> like, to me, I wanted to take the train home every day. That was how I pictured it. Like, you would get on the train, and you would do a big lap around Dallas and then come back home on the yeah. train. Like, park. Like yeah. I wanted to park the train engine in my driveway. Yeah, basically. yeah. I, dude, I, I didn't think about the fact that trains go really fucking far. And, and they fast. Get, <laughs> yeah. And some of them not fast. Some of them go, like, 40 miles an hour. But they go all the way to, like, Utah from, like, yeah. Galveston. Yeah, you're not taking cool trips to, like, Bali, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going. You're, go, you're going to fucking Omaha and back <laughs> yeah. every month. Yeah, the pl- literally these were built in places where not even poor people would live. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, <laughs> you will go the f- to the flattest places in America yeah. and drop off cattle to where be not slaughtered. a soul can be found or seen. Yeah. Like the <laughs> same with like the I, I was like, oh, yeah, crab fishing would be fun. Yeah. You get to go to the southern sea. And then I looked up like what that is. And it's like, yeah, it's just the worst place in the world. It's <laughs> where like the krakens live. All the crabs are like they have one big claw yeah. that's like can pinch through steel. Yeah, they have like concealed handgun licenses. The crabs do. <laughs> so you have to like it's like, yeah, we catch dolphins every day. And we just shoot them and throw them back. <laughs> Yeah, we sometimes we get big, cute walruses. We chop their tusks off and their tails and <laughs> yeah. throw them back in the water. Yeah, your job is to safely euthanize all the rare whales we find. <laughs> By safely, we mean we give you a big blunderbuss yeah. that fires, like, forks yeah. and knives and shit. You don't have to worry about pirates anymore, but we do catch all these endangered fish that you just have to <laughs> slit their throats and then throw them back. There's, we got basculists out here, and they're bad. <laughs> your <laughs> job is destroying the world slowly. <laughs> We specialize in overfishing and killing our employees. It's like the, indeed, it's like eleven dollars an hour to ruin the ecosystem of you Earth. You do get overtime, but you work a hundred and seventy-five <laughs> hours a week, and uh, you will sleep with a convicted pedophile on the bunk <laughs> bo- above yeah, you. My fucking dad. He worked on the tugboats in the ship channel. This was like right before I was born, like right before he met my mom, and then like a little bit like during, and then like for a little while after he worked on the tugboat. Um, and I remember when I was like coming up on the age, um, when I had these fantasies, like where I was like, like, like I want to be an actor, but you know, like I dude, so stupid. I was like, you know, I could probably like work in the plants and work on a tugboat while I'm trying to be an actor in Pasadena, Texas. That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, it's like, like if you, so I was like talking to my dad and I was like, I was like, Oh, like what jobs did you have? You know, when you were younger and he was like, well, he was like, after I got out of the military, you know, I spent a lot of time with Walter Reed and. I didn't really have any skills. You know, I, he spent like six months in a mental hospital in Walter Reed. He's like, I didn't really know anything. So I came back home and I worked on a tugboat this is before I met your mom. And I was like, oh, what's the tugboat life like? You know, I bet he's like, oh, you know, you work with guys who <laughs> he didn't. He was like, oh, I mean, you work with all sorts of people. You know, you work with people who just got out of TDC. Uh, you work with people who are on sort of prison leave. Like everyone he described were just like. Felons and not for like not for selling drugs. Like you work with people who cut their wife's feet off, <laughs> and it's like he was like so. Basically you got to work with people who are such bad pedophiles they have to be on water at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was saying he's like so like the ideal gig, man, the sick gig is you work two weeks on and two weeks off. So you live on the, you live on a tugboat, you sleep on like a, a like a metal bed, and you just look forward to them two weeks off. And so on like two weeks on. What you do is you, everything's OT, so you make about $2,200, and then you take all that money, and you go into the seawall, and you run a hotel, and you smoke cocaine and get drunk for like two weeks until it's time to get back on the boat. And he's like, that's basically what tugboat life is like. And you get to see all sorts of cool places. You get to see the Gulf of Mexico, um, and then you get to see Balox- Biloxi. Yeah, yeah, you get to see the coast of Louisiana, you get, and you know, and he was describing basically – 
a life that you'd live if you didn't have a family and you didn't love yourself. <laughs> like all the guys that he worked with, he said on a tugboat were like dudes that either a couldn't have families because they were simply too deranged. Like you can't even work at the plant. You are such a misanthropic sort of psycho that you work where there are no people, which is in the middle of the fucking ocean. And the people that you work with are also misanthropic, alcoholic psychopaths. So it tracks or whatever. And, and um, that's the that's the job I told you that he was when he, he fucking would that his he was a shit shoveler, and what made him quit was he fucking that he uh they would literally like he would go into the furnace they would shit into this hole in the boat and it would go into this big oven and it would burn it up into this like black brown chunky powder, <laughs> and he was like uh, it was like his first tugboat job he ever worked, and. Uh, he was his job was like every few you know like every day or whatever you get a big shovel you go into the furnace and you shovel out all the shit and you throw it off the side of the boat into the into the fucking ocean <coughs> and uh, he's like dude he's like it's probably fucking 105 degrees dead of summer he's like you'd think that burning up that poop you know would kill the stench but nah it just smells like fucking burning just burning dog shit nah, i can't have another way to describe it and he you know, I'm shoveling this shit off, and it was dang, you, what the way that you shovel shit on the ocean because it's windy is you shovel towards the wind. You know, and he would like he's like he's doing the gestures like you're shoveling off the side of the boat. You don't want to shovel against the wind because you're gonna end up with a fucking mouth face full of shit. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm shoveling up the shit off the side of this boat, and wind's blowing fucking hard as hell to the left. So I'm fucking making sure I'm hiding. I got my shit shovel, and I'm just shoveling it with the wind. And he swears up and down, dude. My dad believed in weird shit. He was like, I knew in that moment. God or the devil didn't want me to work on that boat because it was like the wind did a 180, brother. He <laughs> just like was shoveling shit and the wind stopped blowing to the east, <laughs> immediately blew to the west and just blew like dusted fucking human shit into my dad's eyes and mouth and like all over him. He was just covered like blackface, but from poop. And he was like, told the captain, I said, when we get to shore, I'm done with this cocksucker. I ain't fucking <laughs> working here no more. <laughs> And uh, he was like, yeah, that's a tugboat life. So if you want to be a gay actor, son, <laughs> you, could, <laughs> you could go. I Like my mom, my mom was supportive. Of, I think I was like, my dad was like, well, uh, my dad would be like, you want to be in movies? I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know, I love I love it. it it's fun. You know, like I, I think I want to be like, you know, on TV or whatever. And he was like, all right, well, whatever. You know, probably ain't going to work out. But <laughs> he was not like unencouraging. But he was like, that's probably a pretty big lofty goal. You know, I had goals. I wanted to be in a metal band, and then I had a family. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right, all right, there we go. Um, Funny because he was in a metal band. He was, dude, he was <laughs> he was in two. Dude, he's to this day, like, if I, his one of his bands was called Torture Sculpture, which is just a sick band name. Like, that's such a, like, his other one, he was in, like, a like a kind of like a thrash metal band called Facelift, which I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. But he, he's like, yeah, um, uh, we played like metal and stuff, like thrash metal, and like played like Metallica. They would do like cover songs, and they had some originals. Oh, my dad told me um, he had a cover band, and that's when like he said like you make money, like you can actually make a living being in a successful cover band. And that was like his side gig for a while. And this is kind of off the. No, just, uh, we're, we're uh, chilling. Uh, off the off what we were talking about, but one of the big songs they would play was Everlong, and it just came out, and it took over the radio. It's still a massive hit. You know, it's one of the greatest songs of all time. But his, uh, him and his drummer would get into drunken fistfights because it's the drums to that song are, for three and a half minutes, like it never slows down. It's like 180 BPM. And he'd be like, Rodney, we're going to play Everlong tonight, and uh, you're going to fucking, my daddy, you're going to fucking play it right, and you're going to fuck up. And the drummer would be like, I can't play that fucking shit. And they would, like, be backstage about to go on. Me and my, my dad and the drummer would be, like, throwing shit at each other. Like, I can't play ever long. It's too hard. It makes my <laughs> arms hurt. And he'd be like, can we play Smoke on the Water? Can we play fucking, can we play Crazy Train or some shit, Dave? Why the fuck do you want to play that? My dad, my dad just liked the Foo Fighters. So he was like, it was like, he, he was like, I learned how to play the song. You're going to play it. So he said, like, he had to, they would have to play it early because the drummer would get too drunk and would be like, <laughs> like fucking up and shit, and um, and uh, yeah, and it was just like a, I guess like a very, very annoying song to have your like, to have your like tugboat captain yeah. friend who plays drums yeah. once a month. Yeah, like, y you're doing Dragon Force covers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, 
Uh, I think this is the free episode. So if you're listening to this, that means that it's free and there's so much more content. There's so much more content we got to do. We Available facing. at patreon.com slash pendejo time. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-E-N-D-E-J-O I said tie T-I-M-E. Yeah. Uh, for with uh, your big fat ass. With your, with your fucking busted ass fucking teeth. Um, you can get, for five bucks a month, a bonus episode every week. Uh, and then Discord access. Um, We've got a thriving community on Discord. Thriving it's, it's community. Like, it's like 600 people on there. Uh-huh. And they got all, they got groups for guns, fitness. Religion. Uh, politics. Fixing poop. cars. They uh, got a poop chat, I, I think. I don't know if, if you want to join for the poop chat. I haven't really checked that one out yet. They but got a, um, I think they've got, they got all sorts of shit in there. Uh, and then $10 a month, that's going to give you... Um, Access to our video yeah. episodes, um, which we've got a decent backlog of mm-hmm. now. Um, we actually just put one out. Um, There's another one that we have scheduled out for July. Check that shit out. Uh, and then uh, there's another $50 tier, but that's for uh, that's for guys with a lot of money. And uh, if you want to flex on us, if you want to show us how much money you actually have, you get no other benefits than that. It's just two guys, two solid dudes. Oh, by the way, I don't think I – the only other one on there uh, besides Nick is uh, – I, I thought there were three years too. And I posted about it, and a guy DM'd me, and he said he didn't mean – to sign up for the fifty dollar tier, he was blackout drunk, but he was like, "Nah, it's just you guys can get keep it." He's like, "I'm not gonna take it off," and I was like, "Dude, d- unsubscribe." Yeah, if you, if you <laughs> accidentally subscribe <laughs> to any of them, please feel free to unsubscribe. Yeah, so. I was like, "Dude, that's a lot of money." Yeah, that's like, not. I I wouldn't do that for our <laughs> for own, sure. Yeah. I would. I have friends that are podcasters that I really like their shows. I wouldn't do that for them. So uh, thank you to uh, Ding Chavez fan. I think that was his name. He was like, I think he said he s- accidentally signed up. Um, but big respect to him, and then I guess yeah, thank you, thank you to the to the, the listen to the other guy who does it, uh, Nick. Thank you, guy, uh, friend of the show. Um, all right, bye, bye.